Hello and welcome to Counselling Conversations with Julie, brought to you by Beyond the Surface Counselling. And if you have not already done so, please share, like and follow and subscribe to the podcast. A podcast where we look through the lens of counselling to help you improve your relationships, life and look for ways to live a more healthy and fulfilling life. In today's episode, we're talking about mental health. What is mental health? So mental health is not only the mental part, but it has several dimensions. And mental health, it's, it's a complex combination of our thinking, the mental part, our feeling, our emotional aspect, connecting, so the social and functioning, which is the psychological. I'm also going to include the physical health here, as it's also one of the dimensions of our well-being. If you have a physical injury, it can also affect one or all of the other elements, the emotional, the psychological, and social health and well-being. All of those factors affect how we think, feel, and act every single day. Mental health exists on a complex continuum, and it's up and down all the time. We can be, you know, happy one day and we can be sad or moody the next day. It's that continuum. And experiences vary from person to person on how we think, feel and act. And when we're in different levels of distress and challenges, it it sort of has expressed itself in very different ways. Our mental health also determines how we handle stress-related incidents. So, and our relationships with others and helps us to make healthy life choices. Mental health is important at every developmental stage of life, from our childhood and adolescence to to our adulthood. We are, when we are in a good state of mental health well-being, we're able to cope with the challenges and stresses of life. We feel confident in our actions and our abilities. We actively engage in our jobs and our home lives and we work well and we feel that we work well. We have a generally good feeling about what we are doing in the world and our contribution to our job, our family and our community. All of the other factors or dimensions interplay with each other. They intertwine and cross over. Now we're just going to jump in for a deeper dive and we're going to look at each of the core factors that make up our mental health picture. So let's start with the psychological functioning part of ourselves, the self-acceptance. So that falls into the psychological part. So being self-accepting is a positive and acceptant attitude towards ourselves, towards our past selves and towards our present self. So we think positively and that builds up resilience. So it's not using sort of that self-talk, that negative self-talk about our past selves. Oh, yes, I did that when I was, you know, seven and I remember and I got into trouble. It's looking at our past lives and accepting it. Yep, that's what happened when I was seven and I was seven. I was a child. Now I'm 27. And I've learned so much more about that. I'm going to respond in a different way. So looking at our present self. 
And next one is our purpose in life. So looking at our beliefs and our goals that affirm who we are and a sense of direction and a meaning in life. So it is, it could be just as simple as having three things that you set out to do for the day and you're feeling purposeful about them and you actually, it gives you meaning on what you want to do in your day. The next one is autonomy. So being as being self-directed and guiding our own socially accepted internal standards. So that means actually not going along with the crowd. That you're autonomous in your own decision making. So if you see something on Instagram, you don't need to dash out and buy it or be like that. You are your own your own person. And you can also solve a lot of your own challenges, problems. Positive relations with others is another one. So having satisfying personal relationships in which empathy and intimacy are expressed. So we are all looking for those positive relationships. But in relationship, it is a give and take. So it needs to be both empathetic and your intimacy needs for both of you need to be expressed. Environmental aspect comes into this as well. So being able to manage a complex environment um, according to our own need and which then engages our emotional regulation. So if you're feeling highly triggered by a certain environmental um, situation that's happening for you, um, it's looking back on your own emotional regulation and how you respond and cope with that. And our last one is personal growth. And having an insight into our own potential for our own self-development. So looking at ways that we can learn something new every single day. It can only be, might only be one little thing. That's all it needs to have that personal growth. We're going to move on to our emotional well-being. So our emotional well-being means that feeling sense of calm, accepting, accepting ourselves and others for who they are, having a generally positive self-image, and being able to acknowledge and manage stress and how to manage it. So as you can hear already, we're intertwining within the, the psychological and emotional. So it all intertwines together. One doesn't sit alone. The social and connecting function. So as social wellness involves building healthy, nurturing and supportive relationships, as well as fostering a genuine connection with those around us. So social well-being can look like social actualization, sorry, reaching our full potential and feeling that we have fulfilled our unique purpose, feeling socially part of the group in your community and also social acceptance. And that often can be challenging because we want to fit in, but we need to realise our own potential and be who we really are and not try and change ourselves to fit in with others. We need to manage how we, we fit in with others and that's where our social, uh, emotional and social regulation comes in, but it doesn't mean changing who we fundamentally are. Dur during thing, doing things that help us to relax and make us happy and calm is also important, such as exercise, eating well, 
habits and having good sleep routines and sleep hygiene are a normal part of taking care of ourselves. Um, it's just the mental health is important as physical health and they influence each other. So taking, taking care of ourselves contributes to our mental health. It's not just, a, oh, I'll do that later, I haven't got time for me. It actually contributes to our mental health. So what are the, some of the things maybe you would like to try to enhance your mental health? So reframe those unhelpful thoughts or those negative thoughts we have about ourselves. You know, the ones that aren't good enough, I'm stupid, those kind of thoughts. Be in the present moment. Getting caught up in our head limits being present for ourselves, our partners, children, families and friends. Get good sleep. Rest. Rest repairs our bodies and minds. Connect with others. A phone call. Have a coffee catch up. Connecting with others sometimes feels too hard. However, after you've made the effort to connect, you may feel an uplift in your mental health. You've probably helped somebody else's day as well. Exercise. Try five minutes a day to make a small step to leading a healthy lifestyle. Do something for yourself. The self-care. It's the most important. You can't help or care for others if you are worn out and have nothing left to give. Prioritise you in one part of your week. Put it in your diary now. Right now. Write it down. Me day or me hour. Make an appointment with yourself. Do it. Do it now. Explore relaxation or well-being programs. There's many out there. Maybe an app that includes meditation, a muscle relaxation, breathing exercises. Have you tried journaling? I know I've spoken about that before and the benefits, the health benefits of journaling. Or a creative outlet activity. And no, you do not need to be artistic to enjoy these things. It's the process. It's not in the product. So, as you've heard, we are complex and multifaceted. And any one of these factors can dysregulate our mental health in minimal degrees or in maximum degrees. Evidence suggests there are things that we can do to help improve our mental health and well-being. These are connect with others, be active in mind and body, take notice, have slow down and mindful moments, enjoy and appreciate what is around you, keep learning. One thing a day is a good start. And give to others. Service to others provides us with a feeling of that good, that good feeling. And it's also a good feeling for the recipient. These actions will assist in creating a balanced state of mind, body and spirit. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have found Counselling Conversations with Julie helpful. If you think this podcast would help someone you love or know, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for all those people who've given me a five-star rating. You have helped, ultimately helped others to find the podcast. In addition, if you have something on your mind, a question or something you would like me to delve deeper into, click the link in the bio below, What's on Your Mind. Until next time, be kind and gentle with yourself.